0: From Courtside of the Virtual Hardwood, it's the NLSC Podcast. This is episode 494. I am Andrew, Andrew in our forum, Andrew NLSC on X. Joining me as always, my co-host Derek, DP3 in our forum, and DP3G and DP384 on X. Derek, good to be on here talking to you as always. I'd ask you what's new, but we know what's new. NBA 2K24. Yeah, and
1: an unplanned, forced upon us big baller brand matchup Hmm. on the PC version our goal was to use the play with friends online option on the series x slash ps5 versions of this game andrew has a ps5 i have a series x we were going to play co-op cross-platform and we were planning to have a blast well that option was unlocatable we couldn't find it in the in those versions of the game. So we pivoted and went to the PC version of NBA 2K24. And that play with friends online option was there. Andrew selected play online team up. So him and I, you know, on the same team, we were going to use the Bulls and we were going to go against the Hornets with the Bulls at home. And what ended up happening was we get into the game and I was locked on LaMelo Ball for the Hornets, and he was locked on Lonzo Ball for the Bulls, and we ended up having to go head-to-head. The game forced this upon us. I will say this, though, Andrew. It was a fun game that ended in ridiculous fashion, and that YouTube video is now up on the NLSC channel. You know, Zach Levine, I'm not happy with him right now.
0: You know, it's funny. We were talking the other week about how you've hit multiple game winners against me. I finally get one against you, but I can't take credit for it. That is the CPU because I was player locked to Lonzo Ball, as you said. And yeah, the the, the nomenclature of that mode. That the, there's a few different modes you can pick when you invite a friend to your locker room to play to uh, to play with friends online. And yeah, I thought I selected the option that was a co op mode. It seemed to be a private match team up, uh, and yet it was a head to head mode where we were player locked, as, as you said. And that doesn't, that, the name of that doesn't seem to match.
1: Yeah, well, I want to point something out. If you watch the YouTube video, you'll see that that Zach Levine shot never should have gone in. It was a 30 foot three, heavily contested, and he smoked it. I thought that you and I both played very well in our roles. Obviously with LaMelo, I had to take um, on more of a scoring role. So I think I had had 20 plus points. I think you ended up with 13 with Lonzo. Um, I had to do a little bit more because leaning on PJ Washington and Brandon Miller and short Terry Rozier and whatnot in that game, it just was not working. Uh, They were taking some pretty bad shots they were missing easy shots at the rim meanwhile DeRozan hits a double uh spin like fade away at the end of the shot clock um Zach Levine is doing step back jumpers Vucevic is hitting threes off of kickouts from Caruso so I will say this the Bulls won they won by three your team won but you did have a little bit better of a supporting cast there
0: I I did and of course the the advantage of selecting that team because again we thought we were going to be co-op bulls versus hornets we picked the hornets i guess to have that uh, an opponent that wasn't going to be you know too taxing for a, a quick uh, fun session before we started recording but uh yeah not not the team you would pick normally
1: no but i will say this Lamelo is a little bit better in that game than lonzo so i did have that advantage
0: I, was I think, able to I think do it looks a, a bit, bit better in real life as well, to be honest. But. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, I was able to do a little bit more off the dribble. Um, I did catch a couple oops as well. And um, I think in the game, Lamello also has a speed advantage. So I did have that. Um, both of us commented on this. We're going to be giving our impressions, like our first impressions, like the first three hours of playtime, you could say, on both next-gen and PC. Um, on this episode, but I think the, the one, the most noticeable, di- noticeable difference between the PC version and the PS five series X version is the PC version does have a little bit better foot planting. I think you would agree. Yeah, uh, your players aren't sliding as much on defense, um, or on offense with or without the ball. And it is a nice feature of the PC version.
0: Yeah, I like the movement in general on the on the PC version a bit better. Even just the responsiveness, the way the players uh, respond to the input. There's still that heaviness on the PS5, Xbox Series X version that I can work with and I can see what they're going for. But, you know, you want the players to have some heft and not just water bug around like uh, some of the games back in the day in the mid-2000s when they were still working out foot planting, for example. But, yeah, it just uh, it feels... A bit lighter on the sticks on PC, and I enjoy that more.
1: Yeah, and there's also less canned bumping, right? When you try to turn a corner or something like that, I feel like there's a little bit less suction on the PC version. There's definitely been some quality of life improvements made over NBA 2K23. So they did give it um, some attention to detail. For example, on the PC version, and obviously when I say on the PC version, I also mean the Xbox One and PS4 versions. Um, they once again brought back right stick signature size-ups with a flick of the right stick. And I think that that is awesome. I You'll see me do it in that YouTube video with LaMelo Ball where I flick the, the right stick forward and he goes into a signature size-up and I can burst off of it or step back from it, etc., uh, I just think it adds a lot of authentic, authenticity to the game and it gives you more options. And the, the movement feels, I think you might agree, the, the movement feels a little less janky on 2K24 PC than it did on 2K23. It feels a little bit smoother. The, pl- the players aren't, you know, moving as awkward. And um, so I might be spending a decent amount of time with the PC version this year.
0: Now, I was quite impressed by the PC version. I think you could possibly say that there's more polish to that motion system on that platform. It feels like they have made some changes on the new system. You know, we talked about 2K21 being built from the ground up, and we are skeptical about that. We were skeptical about it. We still are. But there obviously are some changes with the motion system, with the player movement on that generation. And, yeah, I don't think necessarily for the better. I don't think they've quite got it yet. And I'll be honest... I don't really see the advantages of Pro Play yet. I mean, it's one of those things where you know, for a long time, I thought Eco Motion in Two K Fourteen for PS Four Xbox One was just a marketing gimmick. And the more I've played that game, the more I've come to see some of the unique animations, the way that worked with Eco Motion. Why that was such a fantastic system. So I'm sure this, the more I play it, I will start to see some of the improvements that Pro Play has made. Maybe they're more subtle, but out of the box it doesn't feel very different to 2k23 uh, at least as far as the the feel on the sticks and the player movement uh, as you say there is that that bumping that uh, the, the, there's still those two-man animations it feels like even on pc i had that breakaway with the lonzo ball and i got sucked backwards into you and i had to take that uh, that runner instead of <laughs> finishing with a layup so it's still there that you're getting sucked into those two-man animations so that is a legacy issue that definitely needs to be pointed out
1: Yeah, that legacy issue where getting sucked back is I wanna say it became super prominent with the new motion system starting with like two K eighteen and then it it actually started getting worse with the new revamp with NBA two K twenty and now it just hasn't gone away. That whole like being sucked backwards thing. And I think that it's worse in the last gen games like PC, Xbox One, PS4, because I don't notice as much in the next gen versions it seems like they've cleaned that up a little bit um i know that it i was not a fan of how constant it happened with like nba 2k21 um over the last few years they've definitely cleaned that up on on the uh next gen aka you know current gen it's it's technically the current gen now we've we, it's been since 2k21 since these games games have been coming out on the new consoles
0: uh 2k calling it new gen new gen and current gen so that's the nomenclature they're going with right yeah
1: but, i mean that for what that it's worth sense.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: um some other things with the pc version um obviously the alley meter is still there i'm not a fan of it i know how to use it i used it against you with lamello ball and the hornets um so that's there and there's still no option to turn it off however um all the things that are in the next gen version as far as all the different meters and different meter options etc those are basically the same on pc so that's That's good. They brought that over to the PC, Xbox One, and PS4 versions. Um, I prefer the menu, the game menu on the PC version. I think that people are going to have a blast modding that, which we'll get into the whole mods folder thing in a moment that 2K provided us. But I, I, like the, I like the menu system. I like the familiarity with the instant replay. I like the familiarity with the instant replay. I'm not a big fan of the way it works on New Gen, etc. But um, yeah, that menu system, when you first get into the PC game, where it shows the huge portraits of the players when you cycle through the different menu options, that looks amazing.
0: And I like the simplified approach. And I, I do like the menus on next-gen as well. Reminds me a lot of kind of circa 2K16, 2K17, the way they laid out the menus there, at least on, uh, on new-gen. So I, I do like what they've done with the design this year of the uh, UI. I, I will say, though, Derek, and, and this is not to dump on a lot of hardworking people, I'm sure, but the fact that 2K TV still auto-plays in the main menu and there's no way to disable it, Look, Look! I know they're trying to push it, and that that's obviously putting time and money and effort into that, but call me an old head if you want, but I don't want to see it.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. I never watch it. I just want to turn it off. However, we can give them credit in another area. They actually have a game intro that plays every single time you turn on the game. Very cool. This For this year, both on the last-gen version and the new-gen version. And obviously, it's mostly centered around Kobe, but it has other highlights of the current NBA in there, etc. But it is a great intro. It's incredibly well-executed. And it's a, it's a it's a throwback, Andrew. It's something that we always loved as a feature in old games.
0: It, it uh, delighted me, quite frankly, to see that when I first fired up the game and see, oh, an intro again, because it's been years. 2K17 is the last time we had an intro. And it is very well done. Um, it, it is kind of false advertising on the PC because the PC has the same intro and it has the, the next-gen, new-gen graphics. So it's kind of a misleading there, I think. But it is very well done. Spotlighting Kobe, obviously, and this year is you know about the, the mummer moments and whatnot. But yeah, I, I was really glad to see that back. It's, it is a throwback. And these little details do hype you up to, to play the game. And for us, they're very nostalgic. And th- that helps as well.
1: Yeah, and you can skip it too. Like you can hold in the A button. I use um, obviously Xbox controllers, but you can hold in the A button and then it like skips the intro. So they give you that option as well. Um, You know, for the PC version, graphics are basically, you know, the same as 2K23. I don't see an improvement there. Um, You know, the, the scoreboard looks slightly different. I actually like it a little bit better than last year. But it's in the same location. It's not the one like on new gen where it sprawls across the bottom of the screen, et cetera. Um, as far as gameplay, it, it is still very similar to 2K23. But like I stated earlier, it does have quality of life improvements. And I definitely recommend people picking it up on a sale. And as the point forward mentioned on our Discord, uh, you know, around Christmas time, that game is almost sure to be 50% off. Sometimes more, and I've seen the game go as much as seventy-five to eighty percent off shortly after Christmas. So, um, if you have some patience in you, you could get that game on sale, and I definitely recommend it on sale.
0: Yeah, I mean, my my initial impressions are kind of positive. Uh, I, I guess I had low expectations. Uh, that skepticism, that cynicism that we've talked about before. I wasn't expecting to be blown away by the gameplay, by a brand new experience, if you will. So I do like what I've, I've played so far. I like that the AI is more aggressive, looking to take advantage of lapses uh, defensively. Uh, smart play, I'm liking having that back. I put that to good use in my first game, uh, playing the uh, Jordan-era uh, Bulls versus Nets. That was fun to uh, do a throwback game there for my first uh, proper game of uh, 2K24. I did actually go into practice first and just have a bit of a shoot around, see how the shooting felt this year. Uh, I've, I have mixed feelings about the shooting, Derek. I've, I've kind of liked it so far. I haven't played in a Hall of Fame, so I'm not playing Green or Miss, or online, so I'm not playing Green or Miss. But no, I, I've i seen some mixed uh, opinions about the shooting online um, on on X and other platforms, but I'm, I'm not disliking it, but, but I also understand the criticisms. I like
1: the shooting better than two K twenty three because it's not always like late or very late or early or very early. It feels like sometimes you can shoot with the player more true to form, Um, you know, like a normal release. Uh, So for me, shooting is an improvement so far. Again, these are our first impressions, you know, from you know the first couple hours we've spent with both um, last gen and and new gen. Uh, I definitely agree with. The smarter AI on the PC, Xbox One and PS4 versions, as I stated in a post earlier today on X. And I played a game using the Celtics versus the New York Knicks. And those highlights, my highlights with the Celtics are up on the NLSE YouTube as well. And I was incredibly impressed with how the Knicks played against me overall. Um, You had to be disciplined on defense. They were able to actually hit some some semi-contested shots, which they really weren't able to last year. Um, They were taking advantage of, you know, driving lanes. Uh, They were moving more without the ball. It seems like the AI... Was not only improved on the new gen version of NBA, you know, for NBA 2K24, but also for the PC, Xbox One, PS4 version. So uh, that is another plus. Do I still have issues with player movement? Yes. I I still think that the ball warps a little bit too much. I still think that the running animations aren't as sharp as they used to be in many past 2Ks. Uh, I, I feel like changing direction is still pretty unrealistic the way the players move their bodies um i still think that there's a little bit too much suction in the paint so i'm not completely thrilled with the game but it's a game that you know my brother and i are going to play and i may jump into my team on it as well i will say this too remember we played nba 2k 21 bulls versus celtics uh online that was yes. the last time we played an online game using the, the, the 2K servers. And remember how much of a nightmare that was?
0: <laughs> a lot of we lag, talked, yeah.
1: There was not only a lot of lag, but just the game mechanics. It, we, you know, we talked about that session offline, and I believe that we we talked about it on the show as well, and we were like, that was not that fun. <laughs> we're not going to be spending a lot of time with the game, is what we said at the time. This was definitely a more positive experience with 2K24.
0: It was. I mean, I I see myself playing this game, Uh, both pc and ps5 this year uh tempted to get into some modding obviously with that mods folder there which we will get to but yeah i I like the aggressiveness both on on pc last gen and the uh, new gen as well Uh, i I did play that game 91 or rather 92 bulls versus nets Uh, i eased up at the end and was just trying to go for some highlights really to see if i could get some uh, top 10 plays and yeah that they took advantage they they saw that i was uh taking my foot off the pedal and they just tried to make a bit of a run there i had built up a a comfortable enough lead and there was not enough time left for them to uh, to make that comeback but yeah i did have to uh you know stop messing around a bit just to make sure the lead didn't completely evaporate in the in the final couple of minutes there so i do like the aggressiveness uh, I I do like the despite the the suction in the paint I do like that there's some more contact there I like that aggressive blocks and this was something they talked about in the developer blogs aggressive blocks do result in more shooting fouls I do like that but speaking of fouls and defense Derek this may be the worst stealing mechanics we've had in a basketball game or certainly a 2K game
1: Yeah and and that goes for both the last gen and new gen Versions mm. of NBA Two K twenty four. It's basically it feels like press steel to foul whether they have the ball on the floor or if they're holding the ball. And my brother and I were actually frustrated with this last night when we were playing the new gen version. We we're playing on Series X, and we were using Legends. We were doing you know our first Legends game versus regular teams. And I have Michael Jordan, and I'm guarding Conchar, and i cannot jar the ball from conchar all game (laughs) i like he like there's no way to get the ball from now we were we do play on hall of fame i get it but even on hall of fame with jordan's ability jordan is one of the best defensive players of all time and one of the best at steals of all time and there was no way i was getting the ball from inferior players yeah, and it wasn't just Conchar either. Like I was trying to get steals from, you know, their big men, all of that. And there wasn't just I, I couldn't get them. I, I was able to get a few passing lane steals, but on the ball stealing, it really does feel like press steal to file. And you never want that. Like if you're if if a player is dribbling down the court. And he's dribbling, say, with his left hand, and you guess appropriately before he switches hands with the ball and go for a swipe and it's not like an aggressive swipe, it's a tactical swipe. You should be able to jar that ball if you do it if you do it the right timing right but in in these games, what it feels like is when you do it, they force you into a foul, or the the ball handler will like suddenly unnaturally unrealistically turn his body away from you and the ball will warp to the other hand right so it's um yeah i'm not asking for a patch on that because i hate patches um because i think oftentimes patches hurt the game and i'd rather just keep the game the way it is out of the box but yeah there it it very much feels like press steel to file
0: i'm wondering if there's a slider adjustment we can make at least for offline play obviously it's not going to help online play it's not going to help my team But maybe that's something we can look into and improve that for our fellow uh, traditional gamers, if you will. I'd definitely be willing to look into that. And and the other thing is, even if they don't uh, do that warping or get that foul, there were a few times when I was knocking the ball loose with MJ in that game that I played, and the CPU would just unrealistically recover the loose ball before I could knock it completely loose as well. So that felt very uh, canned and contrived.
1: Yeah. So I want people to understand, too, you know, this episode is about our first impressions, but mostly our gameplay impressions, right? You know, through play now, maybe dabbling a little bit in my team, uh, you know, maybe playing against each other or against the computer, etc. Like this is going to be mostly centered around gameplay. We'll obviously have a future episode on like second impressions, third impressions, etc. Deep And you know, modes, ha- yeah. Deeper dive into modes, but this is mostly about gameplay. So let's get into the new gen version. So um my brother and I played against each other, and I posted some of those highlights on X. And it was me with the Pelicans and him with the Clippers. And we went into this game on completely default settings, just with the shot meters off. So like you turn on the game, you turn the shot meters off, and you go in. And we were pleasantly surprised with a few gameplay elements one like i stated earlier for the pc version they brought back the signature size ups by flicking the right stick forward so that added some authenticity and more options with the dribble um to our arsenal we enjoyed that that was awesome Less canned blocks. You remember how often snatch blocks would happen and canned blocks in NBA 2K23? Oh, yeah. Um, they, they've removed a lot of that. And blocks feel a lot more organic. Playing defense overall in the paint feels a lot more organic and less canned. And that was a really nice surprise as well. Um, you know, with the default settings, we felt like we... You know, could get into the mid range, into the high post, et cetera. You'll see me doing, you know, you know snatchback dribbles with CJ McCollum and hitting mid range shots, you know, throwing an up fake and going hard right and doing like a side away with McCollum, et cetera. Um, it's, it feels like the shots on the move feel a little bit better. The shooting feels a little bit better in general. We felt like the game felt a little less janky with the player movement less weird straight up and down dribbling where the, the player is supposed to be like moving forward at a, you know, you know, pushing the ball forward, but instead he's like moving fast, but standing straight up and it looks really awkward. Um, there's less of that. Um, it feels like the post game is still as dominant, but the perimeter game is not. Um, it feels like the defense one-on-one has been improved Um, even if you lower body up sensitivity in the sliders for cpu and user to zero you're still going to get body blocked um, when you play on superstar or hall of fame uh, the majority of the time so you have to be a little bit more tactical with your dribble and with your first step etc so before i throw it over to you from a gameplay standpoint I, i i feel like the game is solid on Pro and All Star for two K twenty four.
0: Yeah, new gen agreed.
1: But when you put it on Hall of Fame, and even if you lower body up sensitivity to zero, that game can be an ultimate frustrating nightmare. And the biggest reason is is because it doesn't matter how fast your offensive player is it doesn't matter how good of a dribbler he is it doesn't matter how quick he is and you could be being guarded by a average or below average defender you can try to make a move and you're constantly being bumped right you're getting bumped you're getting you're being made to be the like pick up your dribble you're like it's super super frustrating and then obviously on hall of fame it's almost feels like a green or bust thing with shooting so you have to get your release timing perfect on every shot and listen i like the challenge my my brother and i like the challenge we're going to play our legend season or if we start a season against each other we're going to be playing it on a hall of fame because that's just the way we play and we always want to play on the hardest level but I'm going to say this to our audience, to avoid frustration, to have a more realistic basketball experience, to be able to operate the way you would on a real basketball court more often, play on pro or all-star. Those are my recommendations. Um, I, I don't recommend going up to superstar or hall of fame because that's when things get really canned and they get really silly. And um, you're going to get more frustrated than not.
0: Yeah, those harder difficulty levels are obviously for the, the ultimate challenge, and they're not tuned in a way that is necessarily realistic or, or fair. It's That's where the challenge comes from. Uh, I do like that the there is significant challenge on Pro and All-Star, that it's not just... That you can't just beat up on the cpu obviously semi-pro and uh and rookie are much easier they are for you know true beginners to the game but seasoned gamers will probably enjoy pro and all-star a lot more if you need a little bit more uh challenge and, and you're not playing my career or my team you could obviously adjust the sliders to begin with pro or all-star and just maybe make it a little bit harder here and there that's always been an option since we've had sliders in basketball video games. So that is something to keep in mind. But yeah, I do like the aggressiveness on those lower difficulty levels. It's not too challenging for uh, newcomers, but at the same time, there is that uh, the challenge is there and you can crank it up again if you uh, want more of a challenge. And and yeah, good basketball does seem to be rewarded. So I do appreciate that, that if you do uh, create that open shot, that open look, that you can knock those shots down and that you can make some contested shots as well. So yeah, I, I'm... I'm fairly optimistic about the gameplay this year. As you say, it's very solid on both versions.
1: Yeah, there's also uh, quite a few animations that were added to driving to the hoop. Um, And some signature ones for Kobe, obviously, and some other players and whatnot. And they look awesome when they happen. And you're going to see more flip shots at the rim. Um, you're going to see more cool looking, like contact layups, et cetera. I really like some of the stuff they've added uh, around the rim. With that being said, it's hard to tell where they used Pro Play mm. on a lot of these drives, but I will say this Pro Play was absolutely used on some of the signature shots. Some of them are flat out, it's like you're watching TV. Um, you know, when my brother and I were doing the Clippers versus Pelicans game and, you know, it was Paul George out there and he's shooting his free throws and he's shooting his, his threes, et cetera. It looks like Paul George in real life. It looks awesome. I'm guessing Paul George got the pro play fix, right? And um, I think that it's really cool. And, And I haven't had a chance to get into my team yet. Um, or use any of the classic teams, but I am hoping that that was used on some of the signature shots, whether at the foul line or the regular leg jumpers, etc. On the classic players. However, before I throw it back to you, a lot of people I, I've seen a lot of commentary related to people being a little disappointed with the inaccuracies again in my NBA errors, and I guess there's a ton of missing courts. Uh, and a lot of inaccuracies with signatures and all of that stuff and still a lot of missing players some of the face assignments that they have uh are way off like curry has a beard for all of his faces so if you're using like the 15 16 curry he has a beard right Mm. even lebron they for the 12 13 lebron on the heat they have him with a full beard he didn't have that you didn't have that with the Heat in in twelve thirteen. There's a lot of like inaccuracies related to how the players look in the year of their classic team. So um, yeah, there's I I may not jump into my NBA air as much again this year because those inaccuracies bother me too much.
0: I know what you mean. That, that attention to detail is supposedly what was what was meant to be the draw of those modes and they've even talked about players aging into different faces over the years so for them to get the faces wrong is is definitely disappointing i will say that playing the jordan era game there is some fun commentary they were talking about the dream team coming up they're also talking about the uh, hinting at the, the possibility of instant replay at some time in the future i love those call forwards like that that's, that's a fun uh, thing they've done with the commentary there and they've got some obviously era specific commentary which they had last year as well that's uh, that's really nice Uh, i do like that they've brought the plain out eras uh that is there out of the box obviously it was originally in there as a it was we we discovered it as uh, what we weren't supposed to have access to it originally it was there as a debug menu and then they patched it in with i think patch four last year so i'm glad that they didn't take that away or make that a, a seasonal drop again that is there out of the box as it should be but it is disappointing, yes, that there is that lack of attention to detail. I think I've heard that the the Jazz have their 90s court all the way through to 2010. So little things like that, that the mode, there's a lot of work has gone into my NBA eras and the changing of the rules and the changing of the teams and the changing of the branding. But that attention to detail is crucial. And again, it seems like it's lacking. Hopefully, throw Brandon isn't five foot one again, but... Yeah, that that's what's putting me off the mode as well is the that lack of uh, lack of accuracy.
1: Yeah, and you know what? In other areas, they knocked it out of the park, right? Like like the presentation elements. Sure, of, absolutely. Like yes, like so if you go into the the Kobe era roster and you see those ESPN style layouts for the you know you know tonight's game is between new york knicks and los angeles lakers and then it goes to the starting lineup screen and everything that is amazing and then the scoreboards look awesome and you know they knock that stuff out of the park but again it's it's about the on the floor action that matters the most the gameplay um as well you know related to the attributes signatures tendencies etc and i haven't done a deep dive into those yet but i am concerned with the things that I'm hearing. Uh
0: Phil Jackson not having a great triangle rating. I mean Phil Jackson? I mean it's Phil Jackson. He's the king of the triangle.
1: Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So um yeah, I think that a lot of my critiques with this new motion system are still there. Like I still think there's too much ball warping and you can definitely see a lot of that with the videos people are uploading of their online play and I've actually sent a few of those videos to you where the they're dribbling so fast that the ball isn't even hitting the floor, right? It's just like transferring from hand to hand. And it looks absolutely ridiculous. I said to you, I think you know the way the players move oftentimes and the way they look and the bodies and all of that stuff, this really is like the Fortnite motion system. <laughs> it's like the, the Fortnite generation of NBA 2K games. And I think that's super unfortunate. So I still have issues with the, you know, the ball warping, I still have issues with the way the players uh, change directions and how awkward that looks and how unhuman that looks and how it affects the gameplay. Um, And, you know, just the janky movement of this new motion system overall. And I think that, you know, when I go back and play like two K 17 and two K 15, two K 16, et cetera. um, I can just see uh, just like a massive, amount of more realism related to how the players move in comparison. So like they, 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 move more like real life basketball players. So yeah, I still have my issues, you know, with the suction, there's still quite a bit of skating in the new gen NBA, two K 24. I'm still not a fan of the shooting in comparison to, you know, the last motions, just system, et cetera. So I am not thrilled, but I do see some, quality of life improvements in both last gen and new gen 2k24
0: i'm in the same boat i guess because i was setting the bar so low in some respects uh it, it's it's clear that bar at least so I'm, I'm kind of pleased about that but but certainly there are legacy issues there uh some concerning issues with the modes as well here and there and, and we are mostly focusing on gameplay this week as you said but just to quickly touch on some issues uh, i haven't gotten into my career yet i will uh, get into that and talk about that in a future show and in articles and so forth. Uh, there seems to be an issue at the moment where if you quit an offline game, a single-player NBA-side of my career game, you get hit with a one-hour ban or a half-hour ban sometimes, similar to if you quit an online game. So it seems like there's a they've just put implemented that across the mode, not thinking about you know, sometimes people might have to quit out of an offline game to uh, because of, you know, real life or, or whatever. Or maybe there's a server problem and they get disconnected and then you get banned because of 2K's problem. You know, that's, that's also an issue. So I've been holding off on my career, but at the same time, if it's only an hour ban, then, you know, at least I'm not getting my whole account banned. Uh, I will jump into that. Uh, it does sound like there are some problems with the the NBA player templates, Derek. Uh, for example, the, the Jimmy Butler template has a block rating of 25, whereas his actual the actual Jimmy Butler has a much higher block rating. So even the, the NBA presets don't even match the proper NBA players that they're based on. So there are some issues there. Who knows if, if they're going to get patched? And then, of course, if you've already picked the template and put money into it or put pre-order VC into it or whatever too bad that is obviously a huge problem with my career i will get back to that but with my team i have gotten into that i've played a few my team games uh did enjoy them uh it's it's enjoyable on the court the variety of modes is enjoyable as always as well but you called it derek you called the you know the too good to be true with the play with the player market uh players uh in the player market very expensive uh the cheapest is a 78 overall stefan marbury 3500 mt or 2500 vc uh a ninety overall Al Horford is hundred and forty thousand M T or a hundred thousand V C uh, to put that into uh real world dollars to get the those amounts of MT or V C if you don't have them on hand. That costs eighty two forty five Australian, so I'm guessing probably around fifty sixty uh US uh, just to imagine get one player.
1: Spending 50 to 60, imagine spending fifty to sixty bucks on Al Horford.
0: On one player. Yeah,
1: after you've already bought the game. Yeah, I I <laughs> That's why I said when they announced that they were getting rid of the auction house and allowing 2K themselves to take more control over, you know, the the players and their prices and all of that stuff, I knew what the goal was
0: there. It wasn't out of altruism. Right? It wasn't altruistic at all. No.
1: Exactly. Because I think what they realized was that most people were being able to fill up their lineups with ninety to ninety one overall versions of their favorite players or players that they wanted and that they were still be able you know, able to compete or be effective on the court with those players and they didn't have to put any extra money or a lot of extra money into the mode to get those players, right? So I, I believe somebody showed like a 91 overall Jason Williams in NBA 2K24 for over 100,000 B.C.
0: Same price. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and guess who got a 91 overall Jason Williams for like 3,000 B.C. in 2K23?
0: Yeah. Me. Yeah. The so, auction house, yeah.
1: Then the auction house, right. So like they, they, I'm going to read this tweet from dbg who talks about this he says rubies you buy for 70k my team sell for 28k so instead of a 10% auction house tax there's a 60% 2k tax i repeat 2k are taxing 60% tax on any card purchase and that's before they take the hit to sell price in three weeks
0: yeah it's it's the greed that you were you were talking about too good to be true and they've obviously solved the problem of third-party MT resellers, but they've also added a new currency that you can buy. Or well, The currency was already there, but they've also made that possible to buy now the the supposed increased payouts i haven't really seen it yet i've been mostly playing triple threat offline that doesn't have the biggest payouts to begin with i haven't seen much of a change there i'll see if it's bigger when i get into some domination games that are longer and have bigger payouts we will see but so far it doesn't look like they're following through on that promise of bigger payouts there because of course it's uh better for them if you if we buy it so yeah that's that's no surprise there uh the cheapest pack is the uh series one players two thousand eight hundred and fifty v c or four thousand m t uh the prices overall still aren't great, so it's <laughs> what you're getting with the m t earnings and of course you don't get any v c at all uh in games played in uh in my team it's still poor value for in game currency when you compare the market prices to the in game earnings uh, I do like the approach to agendas uh I get the feeling that season progression is going to be very slow without paid skips and uh uh, uh, two times xp coins so yeah i mean i, I can see how it's going to be a very greedy mode uh, no surprise there it's going to be interesting to see if no money spent is as viable as it was in previous years uh, i do think they're ramping up the pressure there the again the on-court experience is fun and there's a lot of great things about my team but that uh, the recurrent revenue mechanics and their impact is hanging over our heads as always and seems to be looming larger than ever before uh, once again, I'll circle back to my career in a future show, probably next week, when I've had a chance to get into that. But look, the, the modes are deep. That the modes, the variety of modes and the quality of modes, uh, it's it's still there. But obviously, the, the lack of attention to detail in my NBA 8 errors is disappointing. Uh, the Encore product I am enjoying so far, but yeah, uh, obviously some issues there, and and people getting banned for <laughs> for quitting. The single player games that is a huge oversight and they need to fix that asap.
1: Yeah, I also want to point something out. If somebody bought the one hundred dollar version of NBA Two K twenty four, they get a hundred k VC. Right, that one hundred dollar version that you just bought gets you Al Horford. Do you think? Do you know how stupid that is? Yeah, like that's a money grab. That money grab is ridiculous. Um and the other piece that I wanted to bring up in relation to kind of being unfair to the gamer because they deserve to be called out for this stuff. Absolutely. Um once again DBG that um pointed this out on X. He stated that people bought my team cards with their virtual currency or my team points. And like we talked about you, the prices are ridiculous. So a lot of these people, in order to get these cards, they were putting extra money into the game over the top of their purchase, more than likely. right? So the game, like the 2K decided to do a patch on a bunch of the cards. And these cards were cards that people already bought. And so they bought these cards for a specific reason. And they they bought them as advertised. And the nerf to these cards was like 20 or 25 lower on speed. Um, I believe there was other nerfs, et cetera. But people paid already for those cards. And now you're taking abilities away from those cards. Is, like, like he says, is that legal? Is it legal to advertise a card that people are spending their hard-earned money on, more than they've ever spent probably on any 2K at this point? to get these cards is it legal for them to alter that purchase
0: yeah i don't i I wouldn't think so but you know that's
1: don't think that i mean i think somebody would have a case there so that's that's wild like some of the stuff that's going on right now with the the money grab stuff and like stuff like you mentioned like the banning online and then the nerfing cards that people already got like that stuff is suspect. That stuff
0: is sketchy. It is. It's that lack of goodwill we've talked about before and doing it very sneakily, not really being open about it. And look, people would still be upset, and rightfully so, if they were open about it. But it's the, the lack of transparency, as always, that really, you know, is what really upsets people.
1: Right. Well, they you know, if they asked, like, hey, everybody, you know. What do you think about us nerfing these cards that you already bought? Everybody would be like,
0: no. (laughs) Of course.
1: (laughs) Like, no, absolutely not. This is the, you know, I, this is the reason I bought it. So, yeah, I don't know. I, again, as far as like what I do, like my playing habits, I am not going to be affected by the bands that you're talking about by you know more than likely by the nerfed cards i'm not going to be affected by any of the online stuff really because you know i'm an offline player with these games um but i really care about my fellow gamer and i want these games to be fair to the consumer and just a lot of these practices with 2k they absolutely bum me out it's just not fair
0: and these things do deserve to be called out and there's not enough people Calling them out, or not enough people of influence that are calling them out, because as we've said before, that's how you lose your perks and your access. Right, and we don't care about that. Yeah. So, and even, <laughs> if, even we, we, if we, we did, we've burned our bridges, man. We've burned our bridges long, right. long ago. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. But even if we did care about that, you know, we want to sleep at night. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I went along with it.
0: Before we go on, a reminder that the NLSC podcast comes out every week on the NLSC, livecom as well as our YouTube channel. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast apps. If you're listening on any of those apps, we'd greatly appreciate a review. To keep up with the show and everything we're doing with basketball gaming in general, connect with us on social media. On Twitter and Facebook, we are The NLSC. We also have an Instagram, NLSC Basketball, and on YouTube, we're youtube.com slash Live Series Center. Once again, visit us at nba-live.com, where in addition to the podcast, you'll also find all of our original content, as well as our forum and modding community. And uh, we mentioned the the mods folder on the PC version before we throw it over to some uh, community responses. Uh, You put out the prompt and asking people about their first impressions of the game. We will read those out shortly. But it is cool that the PC version has a mods folder by default, similar to the old custom art folder for NBA Live back in the day. And this means we don't need that unofficial plugin. I mean, Luya has been doing fantastic work and has actually just released uh, the NBA 2K24 Explorer to uh, dig into the files. But with that mods folder, we do have that folder to just drop uh, files in already. It seems like a handful of mods for 2K23 are compatible with 2K24 without conversion. Not all of them, obviously, but we've already got a head start on modding, uh, shout out to, uh, sex curry beats. Once again, fantastic username there, uh, for being the first uploader to the, uh, to our download section. The first files in our download section were his, uh, some great mods there, red, white, and blue ball and net. And, uh, and a a custom blacktop court as well. And you can also find Luya's Explorer in the tool section as well. So uh, yeah, head start on modding, thanks to that mods folder. That is something we've wanted to see for years. We had it in NBA Live. It was so useful for modding back then. So that is good news, Derek. And, And these are the kinds of things because we basically heard nothing about the current gen, prior gen, PC, PS4, X1 version during the previous season at all. If they'd just given us some information like this about the PC version, I think people would have been a little bit more optimistic.
1: Yeah, so we have Sex Curry Beats and Juicy Shack Meat in the NLSC community. Mm. What a special community, Andrew.
0: Yeah. They're excellent. That makes, um, my, makes my username look very ordinary, Andrew.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and D for three. Yeah, how plain and unoriginal are we? Um, well,
0: when we start, remember, when we start streaming, we're going to have our D-bags and A-holes. So, you know. Our- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that
1: on another episode of the NLSC. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so... I, I, before I get into the whole mods folder thing, I do want people to understand that on the PC, Xbox One, and PS4 versions, Mamba Moments is in the game. Like, that mode is in the game. But, again, My NBA Errors is not. So you do not have you know, errors in quick play. You don't have the My NBA Errors option, etc., in the past gen. You know versions of 2k24 so don't get the game thinking that you're going to get those because you're not Um, however that is a nice addition i mean that tool was probably going to be made anyway within the first week or two um, by the 2k community more than likely somebody like luya who's just amazing and creates great tools every year but um, obviously i've said this before on past nlsc podcasts not only are 2k devs uh, you know, people work for the co- who work for the company, et cetera. It, not only do they know about modding, but they use mods, right? They use the roster mods. They use the updated cyber faces. They're checking in on the NLSC to see, you know, what the community is doing and what they're bringing forth in relation to mods. You know, there's been people from the NLSC community like Razor, a cyberface maker. Um, you know, tool makers like Leftos and Vlad. You know, you know, content creators like Sming, like all of these people were plucked from the NLSC to work for 2K, right? So they have their eyes on the forum. So I think that was like kind of throwing the PC community a bone and saying, hey, we see you. And we do appreciate that, right? And I do like some of the stuff they did with the menus in that game because I think they had modding in mind when they put those forward, like the giant portraits when you're cycling through the menus, all of that stuff. The PC version of NBA 2K24 looks very moddable and you might see some great mods for that game. So I do think that that was a nice touch.
0: But yeah, I guess that's it for our first impressions of the game, so let's throw it over to the community by opening up the mailbag. To the mailman, the face. What an unbelievable dunk!
1: So I asked the community, what are your first impressions of NBA 2K24? And I asked specifically people who have gotten their hands on the game, right? And I didn't you know, mention which version I was talking about, you know, know, past gen or new gen, et cetera, just 2K24 in general. But all of the comments under my post were referencing the new gen version, because I do believe that the majority of people are now on new gen. At least that's the way it seems.
0: I think so. We're seeing more of that in our community as well. I mean, obviously, we've got that reputation as a PC community, and we're always going to support PC releases and modding and push for that new-gen release to be ported to PC, but a lot
1: of us are on console as well. Yeah, and, you know, you and I double-dip. So, you know, we're on PC, so we got that, you know, past-gen version, and we also have the new-gen version, me on you know Series X and you on PS5.
0: Exactly, which is why we've covered both and we'll continue to cover both versions. But uh, let's get to the responses now. First up is Shady at Shady Mike Gaming uh, says, dribbling is much improved. Play interactions are much worse. Guys glitching, skipping all over the place. The motion blur in the instant replay is the most annoying thing on the planet. I like the fact that you can select what indicators you can turn on and off now.
1: Yeah, so the instant replay motion blur thing. So I actually went in and I do not like the new instant replay feature for that game. Um, I don't like the UI. I know that you can hide it, but it doesn't always work to hide it. Um, You know, the one that's sprawled out on the bottom of the screen, there is like a deep settings menu um, within the instant replay where you can actually turn off motion blur. Um, So I don't know if you've tried that shady mic, but you can go on there and give that a try. Um, It is unfortunately you have to go into a setting to turn off motion blur each time. Um, But I will say this. I still can't believe we don't have instant replays in 60 fps. Mm. We've had it in in past games. The instant replay feature is still in 30 fps and i think that's honestly unacceptable for these new gen consoles i mean on ps4 games the the replays were in 60 fps so why can't we achieve 60 fps on instant replays in new gen but um he said something about guys glitching and you know skipping all over the place i don't really see that i don't see anything different with that um you know in comparison to like nba 2k23 i think the player movement is just still awkward in general i i think that like i stated before changing direction still looks off um awkward though the ball warping i mentioned the 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 dribbling the arms moving faster than they could ever move in real life but thanks for the response
0: and our next up is trent at cystic underscore jedi says i feel like this is the smoothest gameplay we've had since 2k14 17 much more freedom in movement not seeing as many cheesy blocks as years past, the dribbling feels one-to-one with the flick of the sticks, and shooting without a meter is the best it's been since 17. Very responsive. And I, I have been shooting with the meter. Uh, I haven't uh, turned it off. I'm, uh, I'm I'm a noob in that case, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, I do like the meter. I guess from my time playing online, I, uh, I'm i just used to playing with the meter. But uh, no, I, I as I said, I, I am enjoying shooting, Derek. Uh, but I kind of feel like... Free throws are harder than jump shots. That feels kind of backwards to me there.
1: Yeah, it's like NBA Inside Drive, Andrew. The free throw system is absolutely terrible in that game. Um, Free throws are much harder uh, than jump shots. Uh, But they call them free, Andrew. It should be easier. Yeah. In relation to um, the shot meter, I actually didn't use the shot meter against you. You'll see that um, on the YouTube video that I uploaded to the NLC when we played our online head to head game. Um, I absolutely can't stand the shot meter. So I'm the opposite of you. I, I never like it. I, I want to focus on my player. I don't want to focus on a meter on the side of my body or under my feet or anything like that. Um, I don't have any issue with people using the meter. I understand why you use it and why other people use it. And I also understand that, um, you know, people who have used it for a long time, it's hard to get away from it. Mm, Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah no issues there um i do like the shooting a little bit better this year he mentioned dribbling feels one-to-one i do feel like the dribbling is better this year than it was on nba 2k 23 i agree that it's tighter even though it's a bit unrealistic at times it definitely is tighter this year on the sticks and i love how he mentioned that the blocks don't feel as cheesy because that's what i mentioned at the onset of the show when we were giving our impressions um yeah i think that they've removed a lot of the canned blocks and blocks feel a little bit more organic this year
0: and next up we have jstash 23 says i like it and of course so uh, you know what popped into my mind just there derek is uh the uh mr horse from ren and stimpy no sir i don't like it or no sir i like it but uh <laughs> says, i like it uh slider tinkering will be a must the presentation slash atmosphere is literally a copy and paste job i need 2k to update it it's been the same since 2k 17 that's where I miss NBA Live the most. Dribbling is OP, just my opinion, but again, sliders hopefully can tune it. And yeah, I talked about some slider changes that uh, some slider tweaks that might be useful for gameplay. So it is it is good that we have sliders in basketball video games that are a must.
1: Oh uh, no, 100%. You know, I tinker with them every year. Um, and also Ren and Stimpy is my favorite cartoon of all time. So I really appreciate that you knew about Mr. Horse and that whole thing. Um, because I've, I think I've watched every episode. Mm. of that cartoon uh the original nicktoon andrew yes and it was good um in relation to the atmosphere i made a thread about it on the nlsc back in i don't know like 2016 or 2017 you know basically how much i missed the you know the atmosphere of games like NBA 2K10 and 2K11 and 2K14, where the crowd was super into the action. They were up on their feet more often. They reacted to plays more realistically, et cetera. And here's the truth of the matter. What they're doing with the newest 2Ks actually is kind of realistic for the way the NBA is now right? Like if if you watch NBA games from the early 2010s, you know, the 2000s, the 90s, the 80s and everything, the crowd volume is just higher. Like they were more into the games. Um, There was, uh, you know, I watched a game recently from 85, 86, and it was the 76ers versus the Lakers. And I actually uploaded that footage to X. And, you know, one of the you know, people were talking about how the, it's like playoff atmosphere for a regular season game. The crowd is so into it all game. They're up on their feet. They're screaming. They're reacting to everything that's going on on the court. And if you watch NBA games now, that's just not the way it is, right? So I agree. I miss like the crowd being more into it. I miss seeing that in video games. But it, what they're doing actually is almost more of a representation of real life with nba 2k24 nba 2k3 23 etc where the the volume of the crowd is lower they're not reacting as often they're not as animated unfortunately welcome to the nba and you know 2023
0: and you know we talked about the different difficulty levels and some of them being more palatable than others and uh Rockmos, uh, Jeff Cortines, uh, and Steve, the Live King, both uh, touched on that as well. Uh, Jeff says, uh, All-Star for my career, era's superstar, Hall of Fame is not good. Shooting is too easy, second-player contact needs tuning, there is better 1v1 contact, play fluidity, the jumpers are very good, the game is 7 out of 10 to keep it brief, lol. And uh, Steve says, similarly, the game is built for 1v1 more than 5v5. I'll probably tinker with the game, my career feels pretty good on All-Star. So far, I've had fun in the mode, minus the cutscenes. They need to add custom rosters for playoffs. They added a whole light My NBA, but can't touch playoffs. Shaking my head.
1: So, I'm definitely going to agree with Rock there on shooting, especially on like pro. Um, it's a little bit harder on all star. Like, and remember, I'm talking about like play now, right? Because that's what I've experienced so far. Um, but on pro, it does feel a little bit too easy. As far as his rating of seven out of 10, I'm interested to see what his rating is in two months right the more he plays it i'm interested in hearing about rock's second and third impressions um you know how he feels about the online seat and the different modes that he dabbles in all of that stuff how he feels about the game as a whole so um i'll probably ask him to report back if he can in a couple months in relation to what the live king said i agree with the 1v1 thing and I think that that's where a lot of the older games really shined, like the 2K17s, 16s, 15s, 14s, is it really felt like five-on-five basketball was at the forefront. The NBA was at the forefront of the creation of the game. And it was about you know how you could use your team you know no, you got to know the the strengths and weaknesses of your team who to use at specific points of the game you got to run people's off screen run people off screens you got to run plays more often etc but in the new motion system in the, in the newest 2k games it feels very much like it's the game is made for 1v1 and not five on five interactions so um Which is why a lot of the gameplay videos are so hard to watch now, Um, whether it's, you know, online play or whether people are playing in play now or my NBA eras, et cetera, because it's a lot of that one V one style, because that's the way the game is made. And I think that that really started like that trend started when they pushed when they made that super effort with NBA two K 18 to push everybody online, right. To get people into those money-making modes, which online is their biggest money-making mode. Like my, you know, playing in my career and then, you know, playing with your buddies on, you know, in the city or whatever, et cetera. So like, I think that um, those modes are player lock 100%. Right. Yeah. And if they're creating a game where it's mostly tailored to, a player lock then you're going to have the game mostly be for like 1v1 right for a one player control so um yeah i think that's why the games feel like that now
0: and of course focusing on that competitive scene is how we get mechanics like uh, green or miss basically and shot aiming and other things that are focused on the, uh, the myth of the skill gap, as I call it.
1: And rim mechanics, Andrew, very unrealistic rim mechanics where the ball never bounces in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like we had, we had a game, you and I, on what was it, NBA Live 95 or NBA Live 96, and the ball, you know, hit the front of the rim, the back of the rim, and went in. We had a high bounce that went in. It's like, can I really find more realistic rim mechanics and more, like, make-and-miss variety on a game that came out almost 30 years ago
0: the mid 90s yeah yeah
1: this game it's the truth and i'm not uh, that's not an exaggeration it is the truth i go back and play these games all the time the rim mechanics in like nba 2k 24 are more realistic than than games that came out 30 years ago
0: and I have heard from a couple of people that All-Star is a good difficulty to grind on in my career, so that is something to keep in mind. Obviously, that multiplier there, I'm guessing there's a multiplier again this year, which will help out with the extra VC and, uh, and progression. have seen some people talk about the badge uh, regression not being a good idea. I think uh, Chris Smoove has been critical of that. Once again, I will comment on that when I've actually uh, <laughs> dived into the mode myself, but uh the other thing is, of course, as you said, there's, it's important that we continue to give impressions as the game evolves or after we've at least put more time into it. And uh, to, to that point, uh, uh, Captain Crunch, uh, a problem, uh, great contributor to the top 10, of course, says, should be good to go after the ninth patch with a uh, laughing emoji.
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, I appreciate him because he takes a positive attitude into each 2K, right? Like he's, you know, he's going to play it he's going to try to make the best of it but he will critique where necessary and that's kind of how we are um you know on the nlsc so you know keep submitting those highlights for the top 10 because we love seeing them
0: and uh, Renault parker senior says uh, it plays pretty smooth i would like to see the defensive rotation switch logic improved and i do like that the cpu takes uh, advantage of uh, lapses on defense but i did notice a couple of my cpu teammates uh Making some very weird lapses that probably wouldn't happen that often. So yeah, maybe the rotation logic needs to be tightened up a bit.
1: Yeah, I think on pro and all star, I think that pick and rolls are a little bit too easy to run. Um, I think that um you can often set a pick and the defender will get sucked into the pick setter or or he'll get confused or wrong footed a little bit too often and you can just, you know, go the opposite way and just have a wide open lane to the hoop. I think that help defense is a little bit slow. Um on the lower le- difficulty levels um, so I can see where he's coming from if he's playing on the lower difficulty levels
0: and uh, Bucky T says still robotic movement at times bad rim mechanics, change of direction is bad still, a lot of sliding shooting mechanics are about the same and not fair to the user just like last year, things I do like are the visuals, cutscenes the crowd, CPU improvement and the powerful dunks and I absolutely do like this 2K24 more than 2K23 it feels more challenging against the CPU in Hall of Fame and yeah, I do feel it is a step up over 2K twenty three.
1: Yeah. And the sixty FPS cutscenes are amazing, right? Yeah. I talked about that. It's one of the first thing I noticed. Um should have been ha- should have happened before. I'm not sure why it wasn't there before. It's in 2K seventeen. 2K17. But, uh, <laughs> it's in 2K
0: yeah,
1: seventeen, it's exactly, it's right. Um but yeah, I mean it adds a really nice visual element, you know, like after you make a basket and then your player, you know, let's say you're using Carmelo Anthony and he does his three fingers to the head celebration or whatever, you know, seeing that in 60 FPS as he goes down the court and everything that looks amazing. Um, so definitely agree there. We, you know, he touched on a lot of points that I've made about, you know, my critiques on this motion system. Right. Uh, and, you know, related to like change of direction, you know, uh, the, 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 just the strange player movement in the suction, and all of that stuff i do think shooting is a little bit better this year um but again i need to spend a little bit more time with the game
0: and uh heading over to facebook now our facebook page at the nlc on facebook uh ryan q says it's the same kobe since 2k20 uh keith g says uh, first impressions that what was shown in the trailer about pro play was all bs and yeah i mean as i said i'm still not seeing all of the benefits of pro play yet but i am willing to uh to give it a chance and see the subtleties that i may not have seen in my first few hours playing the game
1: yeah the 0102 kobe the Froby, i think he looks good like overall i think the default cyberface looks good the 0304 kobe i've seen the community do a hundred times better i don't think that's a very good kobe um his eyes are too high up on his head there's uh the the texture isn't very good um and then also the bald kobe um so you know the older kobe like that is also not a very good face either so it's a little bit disappointing that we can't get a better kobe face for a game that's centered around kobe right with the whole mambo moments mode and all of that stuff you know on the pc version there's going to be amazing kobe cyber faces made so we can use those and those will be quite a bit better than new gen uh as far as pro play like i said i've seen it on signature shots and on free throws Um, i believe it's probably been used on some of these moves that i'm seeing around the rim etc i do like the idea and i'm seeing some of the results i'm seeing it it looks pretty good at times but i think that it's a lot of marketing and we'll see how much it was actually used
0: and uh, michael v says i like the new player market system and salary cap Salary cap is the new mode in uh, my team this year, replacing a couple of uh, similar modes uh, like uh, limited in uh, in previous years. So yeah, a different take on the player market system there. I-, I like it in theory, as I said last week, but obviously in practice, it's like you said, you know, too good to be true. But uh, but obviously, people do like it.
1: Yeah, he's the first person I've seen like say something positive about it. But I'm going to jump into it myself. And on the next NLSC podcast, I'll give my impressions of how my team works and how the market works. Uh, I, I haven't been able to get into it yet.
0: And heading over to the NLSC Discord now, uh, Vin says, My NBA eras is disappointing, leaving a lot to be desired, especially when you see the detailed work that went into the Jordan Challenge and Mamba moments. I finally feel like the modes of microtransactions attached are ruining what made sports games great in the first place. And... Totally agree with that. I can't disagree with anything he said.
1: Yeah, I don't I, I, I don't even know how to expand on that because he's just right on and, and we've talked about these things so many times before. And that's why we, you know, rail against the whole microtransaction BS and all the stuff they're pulling with my team and the online scene and you know, the whole money grab. Um, we do think that it's ruining games in general. It's not even just NBA two K, right? Sure. It's it's having a, a super negative effect on consumers and on gaming in general.
0: But thank you to everybody for your responses. We will continue to ask you how you're feeling about the game and read out your opinions on the show and, of course, give our impressions as well. But Derek, as we wrap up here, you know, I don't like numerical scores uh, in general, uh, especially because they don't really leave much room for, uh, you know, if, if, this, if this year's game is a 9.5, but next year's game is, uh, you know, just as good or, or better, you know, can you give it a 10? How do you, to what, what, to what tenth of a point do you go to kind of thing? So I prefer, you know, do you recommend the game or not? With, my, with the amount of time I've spent with the game so far, I don't feel I've put enough hours into the game to completely recommend it or even, say, completely stay away from it. But what's your gut telling you about what you'd say to gamers who ask you, Derek, should I get this game?
1: My recommendation is to pick up the PC version on sale. I think that it's worth waiting a month or two for that sale to happen right around Christmas time. The game usually goes around, uh, you know, 50% off sometimes more and then even more off in the new year. I do think that there were some quality of life improvements, which I mentioned earlier in the show to the PC version. I feel like it's very moddable, just like NBA 2K23, 2K22, et cetera, were. Um, I think that it would be worth picking that version up. Now, because the gameplay is the same on xbox one and ps4 as pc i'm going to recommend the same thing maybe pick it up while it's on sale um from what i can tell the online scene is mostly dead at least at this point On those versions so if you are picking it up you should be picking it up for my league you know for the mods if you're on pc you know for the gameplay improvements for using the default classic teams the all-time teams and the current teams um you know maybe dabbling a little bit in blacktop you know maybe doing some my league customization like creating teams all of that stuff like jerseys and blah 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 so like that is my opinion now do i think that if you spend full price right now on the pc version uh, that you'll regret it not necessarily it depends on you know how much you value getting current rosters and those quality of life improvements that i mentioned and how much you want to hit the ground running with mods because 60 dollars for a game that you're going to spend hundreds or thousands of hours on it is worth it in my opinion but waiting for a sale that might be your best bet as far as new gen I want people to not spend money unnecessarily or not be baited into spending or pressured into spending more than they have to. Um, I would say, you know, with everything that I'm hearing about the online scene, with everything that I'm hearing about the my team market, all of that stuff. If the online scene and the money and the my team mode, if those are like your primary targets and your primary enjoyment um, and you don't want, you don't want to spend extra money. I would possibly either not pick it up this year, or I would go into it, pick it up when it's when it when it goes on sale. That's my opinion. And as far as the you know, if for new gen, if you want to pick up the game for my NBA eras, if you want to pick it up for Play Now, you know, Play Now Online, um, if you want to pick it up for, you know, just jumping into my NBA and, you know, building a team from the ground up or, you know, using your favorite team, et cetera. And you want to enjoy that customization. Uh, maybe you want to download some community, community rosters and all of that stuff. And you want to pick up the game for like 70 bucks. Then I think that, and you're staying away from those online modes and those, that money grab. I think that, yeah, you know what, it's, it, it might be a good purchase for you.
0: Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I mean, I would say if you enjoyed NBA 2K23, it is worth considering picking up NBA 2K24. Uh, you may want to wait a little bit longer for people who have already made that commitment to uh, to share their opinions. And as we've said before, uh, and we'll, I'll reiterate now, we will always be honest with our opinions on this show and in our other commentary, my articles and uh on x and (laughs) everywhere else we're talking about the game uh if you did again if you did enjoy 2k23 uh, i think it's it's quite possible that you will enjoy 2k24 at least on the uh the virtual hardwood uh as you said derek though the the modes and the changes they've made to my team and the you can see where they're going to the season passes obviously and they you you know you don't have to get them but they're obviously going to try and press you there you go into the menus and they're definitely trying to get you to uh to get those season passes for uh for my team and my career for the for the seasonal um, content and the new player market obviously some people do like it Michael V on, on Facebook said that he uh, enjoys that uh, it does, certainly does have problems and some of these other issues with the online scene uh, and and I haven't played online yet uh, apart from our game obviously but i haven 't played the uh, my career in connected modes so i haven't experienced that yet so i can 't uh, vouch for them as yet I will circle back to that uh, probably as soon as next week but I would also advise waiting for the moment, you know, looking at gameplay footage, and listening to people that you trust, hopefully us, and um, you know waiting until it goes on sale. But if you did enjoy 2K23, then you're probably more inclined to enjoy 2K24.
1: Yeah, and I know that for the younger crowd, it's tough to wait for a sale, right? Yeah. Because it's the newest game. They want to play with their friends. Sometimes they want to create content so they want to be able to get on YouTube or talk about it on X or, you know, on Facebook, etc. Like, I get it. I get that the pressure is there. But just know that these, these games do go on sale quite often. And when they do, um, it's not just like 10% off, right? like oftentimes it's 25, 50. Um, I've seen it go as much as 75 or 80% off at different times during the game cycle. So patience sometimes pays off. So I just wanted to bring that up.
0: Oh, absolutely. And the flip side of what I said if you weren't that impressed by 2K23, if you put it aside after you know a couple of weeks or a month or so, then I would definitely recommend holding off because there is a lot of 2K23 in 2K24. Uh, some quality of life improvements, some improvements on the court as well. But you know, like I said, my expectations were kind of low, Derek. So it's it's clear to low bar for me. That being said, it is very solid across the board. But solid might not be enough to really uh, you know move the needle for you.
1: Here's my opinion. 2K21 through NBA 2K24, very, very, very similar gameplay-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, player movement, it's the same motion system. The dribbling overall is similar. The suction overall is similar. Like, there's just the the graphics overall are just similar. Like, overall, the games is very similar from 2K21 to 2K24. So, like Andrew said, you know, if you don't have a problem or got mostly enjoyment out of the gameplay from 2K21 to 2K23, then you more than likely will like NBA 2K24. That's the way I look at
0: it. So those are our first impressions of 2K24. Uh, We will continue to talk about the game, obviously, in the weeks to come and share more impressions and take a deeper dive into modes like My Team and My Career and uh, My NBA Eras and talk more about the rosters and so forth. Unfortunately, some of the Mumba Moments uh, teams, Derek, have not made it into the uh, regular selection of teams, kind of like the Jordan Challenge last year, those extra teams. So that is a shame. But we will go into more detail about those modes in the weeks to come but, yeah, that's that's how we're feeling about the game after our, our first weekend with it, basically.
1: Yeah, and Andrew and I will try to connect again and play uh, either the new-gen version or the last-gen version, and we'll try to share those experiences with you folks. But, yeah, screw Zach Levine, Andrew. That, that <laughs> game-winner, that, that was ridiculous.
0: And uh, on that note, that has brought us to the end of this week's show. As always, we thank you for tuning in and invite you to join us again next week, either on the NLSC, mv-live.com our youtube channel or your podcast app of choice in the meantime please connect with us on social media that's where you can get in touch with us and of course stay up to date with all of our content so derek go ahead and plug the handles
1: yeah you can find me on x at d43g and at d4384 i am also on youtube d43 and on the nlsc d43
0: i am andrew in the forum and andrew nlsc on x the nlsc is on x and facebook at the nlsc we're also nlc basketball on instagram and threads i'm trying to post a little bit more on threads unfortunately it doesn't have a desktop interface at the moment which is why i've been a bit slack about that but please follow us there we're on youtube at youtube.com slash live series center and of course keep it locked to the NLC itself nba-live.com for everything we do for basketball video games so thank you once again for tuning in and until next time i'm andrew and i'm derek go get buckets everyone